The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Every night is full of stars. More meaningful poems for life. It's the title of a new book by Evan Garrahy. It's the second book of hers in which hope, love, loss and identity are just some of the key themes put together in a collection of wonderful poems. And the woman herself is here. Uh, You're very welcome. You're co-founder of Bio Wellness on top of everything else. And now a double author, I suppose, of two collections of poetry. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat, and thank you so much for having me. Last time we spoke, uh, you had your first collection just out. How did it go? It went great. Well, here we are again. And I suppose after the first was launched, uh, I kept finding more and more gems that I sort of wished were in the book and needed to find another home for them. So here we are with the second. Now, I'm sure people came up to you as well with suggestions. Did you ever hear this one or yeah, did you ever hear that one? For sure. And some of them are in it. And it's lovely. That's the beauty of it. It, it can be something that we all share and enjoy. I suppose it was the feedback after the first uh, from people reaching out. Converts, I suppose, people who had closed the book on poetry after school and um, this reignited maybe a spark for them or lovely memories that people shared with um, one particular springs to mind. A girl reached out online on, on social media and said, you know, thank you for this. You've gifted it to our family. And um, my dad is suffering from Alzheimer's. And it's something that we do now on a nightly basis where we get around the table. He reads, he picks a poem, reads it to us. Um, he loves them because they're not too hard to understand. Yeah. And uh, it kind of reignites, I suppose, memories for them, childhood memories and, and so it, I guess it's a segue into conversation, which is what it's all about. Yeah. Now, uh, you have included a, your dad. <laughs> I have again. You, I, did, yeah. you did it last time and you've done it again this He's time. He's still waiting for his royalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you insist that it should be writ- uh, recited in a clear accent. So we won't ask you to, uh, to recite it today. You've also got a poem of your own in there. Yeah, I suppose after compiling the first one, um, Anne Casey was one of the Irish poets. I think she's one of our greatest exports. She's now living in Australia, but she hails from West Clare and um, I have just huge admiration for her. I'm a super fan and one of of the poems I'd love to share this morning is um, the BBC reports by the poet herself and I suppose as we endeavour to do better for the planet and for ourselves and, and for the generations to follow Anne Casey's words will ring loud and clear here. The BBC reports by Anne Casey. For the first time in history man made materials now outweigh all life on earth. I am a child of wind and rain, stone and bog, stratified silt slipping slowly into relentless seas. Too long gone now from the elements that shaped me, too far from my childhood shore. These bones throb for home, to distance themselves from decades of these insatiable cliffs of glaring glass and crushing concrete. Floors and walls consuming all the wildness that once made us. The rain here speaks the same language as my own, although it falls on altogether foreign terrain. We have lost our way of hearing its words. Beautifully, beautifully spoken. Um, I came across in your collection a Seamus poem, which is wonderful. It's called Postscript. Again, it, for some reason, mentions County Clare. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're a little bit biased. <laughs> I, I, I'll attempt to read this. 
and sometime make the time to drive out west into County Clare along the flaggy shore in September or October when the wind and the light are working off each other so that the ocean on one side is wild with foam and glitter and inland among stones the surface of a slate-grey lake is lit by the earthed lightning of a flock of swans, their feathers ruffed and ruffling, white on white, their fully grown headstrong-looking heads tucked or cresting or busy underwater. Useless to think you'll park and capture it more thoroughly. You are neither here nor there, a hurry through which known and strange things pass, as big soft buffetings come at the car sideways and catch the heart off guard and blow it open. Mm, amazing. Wonderful, wonderful yeah, poem. It was his 10 year anniversary in August. So yeah, he's still mm. one of the greats, isn't he? So many people regard poetry, though, as the stuff of school. Yeah, I think it's such a shame. But I, you know, the way we consume information now is changing. And I get a lot of uh, these poetry gems from social media now, accounts that I follow or I, I listen to podcasts. Frank Skinner's comes to mind. He has a poetry podcast. And I love getting the notification that he's uploaded a new episode where he dissects the poem in such a digestible way, you know, and, and makes it more accessible. That business of the digesting and analysing and parsing a poem, it, it does bring you back to school days. But then a lot of the poems... Um, were written in an English that we did not speak. No, and I guess, yeah, there is that stigma that it's irrelevant or a thing of the past. But I hope that that has become somewhat of a thing of the past, that, you know, we are breaking down that barrier that some may have to poetry and and trying to, to make it that little bit more accessible. Yeah. Uh, What about young people in poetry? Uh, I mean, I know an older generation will often recite things that they committed to memory when they were at school, because that's the way it was taught and examined. Yeah, uh, I remember in my time they used to, uh, we had poems like The Lady of Shalott, which was a long, long poem. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, the, the Christian brother or the teacher would come up, he would make us all face the opposite way. Oh, yeah. And then he would come behind us and just touch one of us on the shoulder to say the next verse. Oh, God. And then on <laughs> crepe sole shoes would move around and you didn't know when the touch would come on your shoulder <laughs> and you had to say the next verse. Terrifying oh, stuff. traumatic stress. <laughs> no, I mean, you look at the form is evolving all the time. And when you look at rap now, you know, it is it is a form of, of poetry. I suppose, yeah, the, the, the barrier has, has been broken down. And I, I think there's some amazing contemporary poets here in Ireland. I mean, we have a rich tapestry of poets, um, but I think they're still there and, and they're still producing mm. great work. And Anne is one of them, Jan Brereton, another one. Uh, Would you like to pick so another poem? Um, well, I suppose I, c- I could pick one of Jan's, actually, if I could find it now, because I didn't plan. But she is, um, she's wonderful. And she came out of lockdown, really. Uh, Jan Brereton. Well, well, you're, you're doing, looking for that. I'll yeah. read just a little bit of Wendy, sure. uh, Wendy Cope's poem, um, which is at the top of it says, May you live in interesting times, a Chinese curse. And this is just one verse of the poem. If you ask me what's new, I have nothing to say except that the garden is growing. <laughs> I had a slight cold, but it's better today. I'm content with the way things are going. Yes, he's the same as he usually is, still eating and sleeping and snoring. (laughs) I get on with my work. He gets on with his. I know this is all very boring. (laughs) The poem is called Being Boring. So, And there are three verses of... Uh, equal amusing bore, boredom. Yes, yeah. Anyway, you've got your this point. This is another one by yeah by Jan Brereton. It's called Sound Body and uh, it celebrates our perfect imperfections. 
Dear body, I didn't mean what I said about your wobbly bits. I love your stretch marks and scars and your big droopy tits, your round blank, blank mind belly and your two boiled ham thighs. I love the crepe paper creases around each of your eyes. I love the pimple that lodges on your forehead for weeks. I love the hair on your toes and the dimples on your bum cheeks. And though sometimes I wish that your legs were longer, I'm you, you're me and together we're stronger. You hold me, you host me, you move me around. My body, my gift, dear body. Your sound. Your sound. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lovely book, a nice hard cover, and uh, it'll stand the test of time, uh, I suspect. And it's available everywhere, I suppose. Yeah, in, in all, all good bookshops. In all good bookshops yeah. and lots of the bad ones uh, <laughs> too. Every Night is Full of Stars, it, it's called. By the way, how's Bill going? It's going great, Pat. Yeah, thank you. We're six years in business now and we're embarking on a new venture in Ennistown, which is where we're, we're living. And uh, we have a whole new flagship. We're opening the doors in three weeks' time. Coffee house, studio space and retail space. So it's all go, but all, all good. You are yeah. a busy woman and doing <laughs> it all uh, so well. Thank you very much, Ethan, for you, joining Pat. us Pleasure. in studio Pleasure. today. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.